0: Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast.
1: Scott and his wife, Carrie, started Inspired Stewardship to help align the way you use your time, talent, and treasures so that you can identify and live a fully authentic life that allows you to authentically live your calling, serve others, and provide for your family. Scott and Carrie, through Inspired Stewardship, are living out there calling that started with a call to coaching in 2011 and has slowly grown to a full-time business through one-on-one coaching, speaking, and workshops.
0: Scott, welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast.
2: Awesome. It's so great to be here, and I think this is a really cool movement that y'all have got started. I, you know, I'm all about family. I'm all about business. I'm all about merging those and making your own life. So this is awesome. Thanks so much for inviting me.
1: We are really glad you're here. Uh, we absolutely love your calling and your mission of using your time, talent, and treasures so that you can live out your calling. It sounds like a mission that came from a place of not understanding your own calling to mission. Where did that passion come from?
2: So, you know, absolutely. Um, as far as the not really knowing it, I've done a lot of different things. And, like a lot of us, it's a lot easier to connect those dots by looking backwards than it is by looking forward. You know, a lot of us think we should know where we're going. And that's true. You want to do planning, you want to think about where you're going. But then you go back and you look at the 50 things you've done in your life and you're like, oh, that's why I did all those things. Now I understand. <laughs> you know, it's easier to look backwards. And so, I kind of, in some ways, have stumbled into this. Um, so, you know, a couple of things that came about. First off, Really and truly, people ask me when I started coaching, and I basically say, I think I was like six or seven, (laughs) um, because I was always the kid that all the other kids went to for help with stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I was always the advice giver. I was always the, you know, I was always the, in high school, it wasn't so great, because I was always the guy who was the friend, you know, (laughs) that didn't do much for my dating life. But, you know, there you go. (laughs) But looking back on that, I realized that a lot of what I was doing is learning that seed that later became a coaching career. I just didn't call it coaching because I didn't know what it was, but that's what it was. I then became an educator. I went through a number of years where I was teaching. I I did that for um, 11 or 12 years or so. I taught middle school, taught high school. I taught adult ed, did all sorts of stuff in that. And then I transitioned from that and I went into the corporate world working for an educational testing company. Um, That company, I I worked for them for 11 years. Actually, I did the teaching 16, I worked for them 11 years, moved into corporate leadership, had a leadership position. On the way through that journey, you know, so that that part of it, you say it that way, it sounds like, wow, that's really cool. You did this great trip. As I was kind of getting towards the end of the teaching career, uh, my wife and I were really struggling. We had huge financial issues. We, we were about $70,000 $70, in debt. Um, and at that time, I made like $42,000 a year. Uh, My wife wasn't working. So it's one of these things where I'm looking down going, you know, my debt's almost twice what I make. How are we ever going to get out of this? (laughs) I began to suffer from depression. I began to suffer from a lot of of stress because as a man, I was going to be the good provider and take care of my family. Nothing wrong with that. That's not a bad thing. But the bad part of it is I internalized all that and I began to see myself as a failure
1: instead of
2: you know, the reality, which was, I wasn't making a lot of money, but I wasn't a failure. Um, and as I internalized that, I actually had, it kind of came to a head where one night I was driving home and I began to realize that we had some life insurance. And if I accidentally fell asleep on the drive home, cause I drove down a really windy country road it would look like a, a suicide, you know, it wouldn't look like a suicide, it would look like I fell asleep, died in a car accident, insurance would pay out, insurance could pay off all the debt, my wife would be okay. That was the thought process. We I had a young son at home, I believe that my wife would be better with me dead than me alive. Yeah. Um, basically, I began to drive home planning my own suicide. Uh, by the way, I found out later that the whole, you know, had to look like it wasn't a suicide thing or insurance won't pay out is a myth. Insurance actually does pay out on suicide once you've had insurance for a little time. I'm glad I didn't know that at the time, by the way, because um, I probably would have followed through with it. But I, basically, as I began to do this and began to think about it, they changed the radio lineup on, t- on the show, on the, on the talk radio. I used to listen to talk radio to Stay Awake. Mm-hmm. I'm, there there's an irony there. <laughs> <laughs> I was planning on pretending to fall asleep while I'm listening to the radio to keep me awake. You know, there's a lot of irony in this story, but there you go. And they changed it from Bill O'Reilly to Dave Ramsey. Oh. And all of a sudden there's this guy with the audacity <laughs> to say that you could live without debt. And to say that you could pay it off. And I'm 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 PO'd. I mean, I'm flat out angry at this idiot from Tennessee on the radio yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm yelling at him and I realized I got home and I hadn't thought about killing myself so the next night I'm listening to it a little bit more intentionally and I'm going really kind of trying to figure out what he's talking about and I'm kind of halfway paying attention to it now and the third night was Friday well, if you remember the Dave Ramsey show back in the day, Friday's was debt-free scream Friday, right? <laughs> and all these people are calling in and telling their story. And some of them, they're, you know, some of their stories were worse than mine. Some of their stories were better than what my wife and I were in. It, it, it just, it was all over the place. And so I came home that weekend. And one of the things that David said is, if you're in this kind of situation, come clean with your your spouse, if you haven't already. And so I sat my wife down and I said, we need to have a talk. And I told her about what was going on. I told her how I had been feeling. I told her all of this. And when I said I was listening to this guy on the radio, she said, you mean Dave Ramsey? (laughs) Turns out her and her dad were listening to the radio show during the day. And I was listening to the rebroadcast at night, only I didn't know it. And we basically began working on it. Um, We ended up paying off $78,000 in debt. Listeners who are paying careful attention will notice that doesn't num- match the number I said at the beginning, because <laughs> in the middle of this journey, I lost my job, had a collapse lung twice, Ooh. and had emergency surgery. Yeah. So, which added a little bit to the debt journey. Uh, but also on the other side of it, I got a new job. I ended up, when I left that job, I was making a lot more than I was making as a teacher (laughs) and I began to build my own business on the side. My wife and I said, we have a calling to go out and help other people started with financial coaching Then, as I began to work with people on finances, we figured out, hey, we got to work with people on time because one of the things that holds us back on really doing what we want with our money is our time and how we use those. And then, as I continue to work with people, and I was a teacher, I, I did all of these, I began to work with people on career and leadership and communication in those areas. As I moved up in corporate leadership, I got more experience, we got training. And so that's where the business was born. And of course, time, talent, and treasures as a Christian says so stewardship. So that's the name inspired stewardship. That's kind of the journey of the creation of that business and where that passion came
1: from. I love that
2: man.
0: It's kind of, as somebody who loves your story and, and and it's, it's so inspirational and so encouraging to the people who are in debt as, as somebody who is in debt to sit here and see what's on the other side, to see mm-hmm. how you can be blessed, to see how you can, can take, that you can take control of the things that you and your wife are going through and and it's just as a man that is insanely encouraging. So thank you Scott for sharing your story. You've got such an amazing story. There's somebody listening right now who is going, "Man, I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to think I'm worth more dead than alive. I know what it feels like to be swimming in debt, to be stuck in debt, to feel like I'm in a quicksand and I can't get out." So to that person who's got to that point, who's thinking about maybe even taking their own life, what words of wisdom, what would you say to that person?
2: The biggest thing that I can say is the, the voices that we hear inside our head. And by the way, this goes for somebody that's not all the way to the extreme of, of planning their own suicide and thinking about death, but it's especially true in those situations. We have a tendency to create things and we, we make them what I call the three P's. Okay. The three Ps are permanent, pervasive, and personal. So in reverse order, personal sounds like this. I'm a failure. Yep. It's a very different statement than I failed at something. Hmm. Okay. I failed is not personal. I tried it. It didn't work. Try again. Not a big deal. I'm a failure. That's a personalization of it. It's about you and your identity. Especially as men, we begin to oftentimes wrap our identity into how much money we make. Are we a good provider for our family? Are we making enough money to do what we think we should be doing? Are we, you know, how much do I get paid? And so we make it personal. Guess what, guys? It's really not, okay? Who you are as a man, nothing to do with how much money you make. (laughs) <laughs> okay, One of these things is not connected to the other. That being said, obviously, if you want to go out and make some money, there's ways you can do that, okay? Legally and morally, I'm not suggesting you that. <laughs> um, but so the first thing we can do a lot of times in that situation is we begin to make things personal. The second is pervasive. This is now, it's no longer, I failed this one time. It's everything I do fails. It's about everything you touch. It's not this job isn't great and I'm not making enough money and maybe I need to do something about it. It's, you know what? I've never been able to have a job that made me enough money. I've never Mm -hmm. been able to do anything that succeeded. I've never, it begins to become about everything, every component of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're, if you're struggling in one area, now all of a sudden I'm struggling in everything, even though that's really not true, (laughs) you know, but it begins to become true. That's what the voice in your head tells you. And then the last P is permanent. No, now it's not only I'm a failure and it's not only I fail at everything, it's I've always failed at everything and I will always fail at everything. You become hopeless because there's no path out of there. There's no redemption on the other side of this.
0: Mm.
2: And the thing that I can say is that voice is lying. Yep. <laughs> okay. I don't care. And, and don't get me wrong. Your situation may be terrible. I'm not denying the reality, okay? It's not about is your situation beautiful and and you're just not seeing it. It's Your situation may be really tough. There may be some really bad stuff going on, but the truth is I can guarantee you tomorrow will be different, okay? How is it gonna be different? I can't tell you, (laughs) but I can tell you it's not gonna be the same as it is today. And the truth is, if you sit down with someone, if you get help, so you know, talk to a counselor, talk to a pastor, talk to a coach, talk to a friend, plug it, you know, talk to your spouse if you're married, all of the above, by the way, get help and begin to make the transition and do the hard work. Begin to look at that voice. And when it tells you that it's one of those three Ps or all three, call the voice a liar. By the way, my internal voice is named Harry, and he wears a funny hat. <laughs> okay so when he shows up and starts talking to me i go hi harry welcome back and i picture i literally do i picture a look basically he looks like a billed platypus <laughs> only he's purple um i try to make him as funny looking as i can in my head and so now when that st- stupid voice shows i just kind of laugh at it you know because i've Cause I know he's gonna show up, he does, okay? I've suffered from clinical depression for years. Guess what? My internal monologue can be really mean. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's okay, I've learned to kind of move through that and I've learned to recognize the signs. So as my wife, she plugs in and helps me, we get out of that mode when I start to spiral into it. And I encourage folks to do the exact same thing. Reach out, find the people around you that can lift you up and then get out of that because that voice is a liar. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, there, there's so much awesomeness there. There's so much uh, stuff that I know I needed to hear. I can't speak <laughs> yes, for,
1: <definitely. laughs> for,
0: for Jocelyn, <laughs> but that, that, just so much gold
2: there.
1: I really like those three Ps, by the way, that just just laid out and I'm like, I have every single one of those.
2: (laughs) I am quite certain I stole that from someone, but I honestly am not stealing it on purpose. I have no idea who I stole it from. It was so long ago, I can't remember.
1: (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for everything you have done or talked about so far today. Um, What is the best way for people to reach out to you?
2: I actually put together a page for folks uh, on my site. So if you go to com slash family, it has a special offer there where folks can get some free resources. Uh, it also has a link there. If somebody just wants to have a 30 minute chat with me, I do that for free with anybody. We can talk about, uh, you know, how I can help you as a coach. Talk just about a little bit about what's going on in your situation. Uh, any of that is very helpful. I also have a link for some course offerings that I have if you want more information on some of the things I do that aren't one-on-one coaching as well.
0: Man, that's awesome. Scott, man, thank you so much for joining us for the podcast.
2: And we definitely look forward to having you on again. Thank you. Keep up the good work, my friend. You're very welcome. It was great to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Thank you for listening to the family life movement podcast. I hope you had as much fun as we did to hear our thoughts on the podcast and to continue this conversation, join our free Facebook group by searching for the family life movement. See the show notes for links to our guest social media and websites and any resources that were mentioned will also be linked in the show notes.
0: Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, Please go rate and review and send us a screenshot and we will send you a special access gift. Join us next time for more conversations, tips, and tricks on growing your business around your family.
1: Thanks for joining us and have a great day.